0: Hello, welcome to the playoffs edition of the OK Preps Extra podcast. I'm Patrick Prince, joined as always by Dean Rule and Barry Lewis. It's Monday, November 14th. First round is in the books. Guys, let's let's quickly kind of maybe look back at last week and then we'll spin it forward and talk about this week. Uh, Barry, we'll start with you. What stood out to you the most uh, during the first round of the playoffs?
1: Well, the Rejoice Christian lost the bags. That was just stunning to me. Um Never saw that occurring, especially after Rejoice had beaten Beggs by over 50 points in the first, you know, early in the season. So no way did I see that happening. And Beggs had just lost the previous week to Sperry. So, Patrick, I know you were there. Um, I guess it was a story of the onside kicks.
0: A hundred percent. I mean, there there were uh, other factors at play, obviously. But when you get four onside kicks and then you – and you, they pretty much did it all night long um, – and, and like I said, you get four of them, it's just deflating. Because there were times when, you know, Rejoice has this, you know, has had this high-powered offense, even with Chance Wilson injured, you know, with Cale Marley running the show, they have still had this, you know, amazing offense. And they would kind of, you know, maybe score or even have a deep run. They had a turnover or two. Um, but then so you think, well, maybe this is when they're going to get back in it. You know, they got a score. They got a little momentum. And then, you know, just – it just seemed like Beggs would always do something just to kind of squash any potential momentum that Rejoice could make. And, and those onside kicks were a huge, huge part of it. Um, the other part of it was Chance was a little rusty. Uh, I think he would tell you that. He, he wasn't 100%. He wasn't running great. Uh, their offense just never got going, had some costly turnovers. But through all that, Barry, uh, it was a seven-point game at one point. Or was it a six-point game? I think it was like 34-28, kind of at one point. And you think, well, maybe, maybe this is when Rejoice gets it going. Um, and they just they just couldn't, they could never get over that hump. And then Beggs would come back with either an onside kick or or their running game. Their running game was just unstoppable all night long. Um it just Very impressive. You know, give I I keep saying Rejoice had an off night, and they certainly did. But give Beggs credit for just going for it. And Coach Tennyson said that. He said, we got nothing to lose. We're just going to go for it. That's what they did, and it worked. Well, when you have two D1
1: athletes like Beggs does with Red Martell and Ryan Grayson, that um, even though you've struggled, which they had, um, you've always got a shot, especially at the lower levels uh at the, the lower classifications and so that's why I thought going into the game that even though the their earlier meeting would seem to indicate otherwise I kept on thinking well Beggs at least has a little bit of a shot here and uh they certainly did and coach Tennyson is a great coach I mean his background it, just look at his resume all his time at Jenks uh and his time at Beggs uh it just shows you that uh he's a great coach and uh so that was certainly the stunner of the night, Dean. What did you think Look, looking at it from afar?
2: Yeah, I mean that—that's a hard game not to not to talk about stunners in because I mean, could you really? No, none of us. I, I I had rejoiced as my uh, my class uh, champion in our in our Friday paper and
1: well, almost everyone some, did.
2: Yeah, <laughs> my brackets busted there. Um, in terms of stunners, uh, I also think the you know Grove. Grove made me a believer. I thought Sepulpa would have played them close. Um, but Grove, Emmanuel Crawford, the real deal. They 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 played uh the Chieftains really close. And I didn't think that would be or they played them, they routed them in a game I thought was going to be very close, uh, so to say. So those ones stick out and and I know Barry, you you were there for McAllister Collinsville. That that to me. Another, you know, I thought Collinsville in a in a rematch of last year's uh, state championship game, you know, I, I thought Collinsville might have pulled it off again, but McAllister did that, their thing. Um, so it was, it was, as I was always told by you guys, that that this first weekend, there's going to be your upsets. This is where teams can lose and and things happen. And as I was sitting there Friday morning, just kind of looking through the schedule, I said, no, there's no way there's that many upsets. These games all seem pretty clear cut. Um not that Grove was an upset. They 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 were the favorite there and, and for good reason, but begs for rejoice, you know. Just goes to show you that's why you play the games. Well, I kept on thinking there was
1: gonna be a big upset. I thought that Sapulpa uh, Sepulpa was definitely a candidate to pull off that upset. And uh, I also had thought that Pahuska could be a candidate to pull off an upset at Victory Christian, although I wound up picking victory. Um But Victory made quite a statement themselves uh, as they just routed Pahuska. So uh, we knew there was going to be a big upset somewhere. We just
0: picked the wrong one.
2: (laughs) (laughs) That is very true, Mary. (laughs)
0: All right, guys, let's let's spin forward to uh, this week. Uh, some really good games this week. You can look up and down. There, there's a lot of good ones. Uh, Barry, let's start with your game of the week. Uh, we've got BA Union, and then uh, Dean will come to your game second. Barry, how do you see uh, BA Union going down?
1: I think the last three years they've met in the playoffs. So this is the fourth year in a row these rivals have met in the playoffs, which is pretty interesting in itself. And all. Uh, the last three me- playoff meetings between the teams have all been thrillers. And so even though you would think that Union should win this one easily cuz Union is 10 and 0 and Broken Arrow is 5 and 6, Broken Arrow there are reasons to think why this is going to be another great game, a potential to go down to the wire again. Um Broken Arrow is a much different team than it was earlier in the season. A lot of their really key offensive players, were very young, didn't really have any experience when these teams met earlier this year. They've got that experience now. They're proven. They're playing at a very high level. Uh, This is one of those games where you can really throw out Broken Arrow's five and six record. You look at what they've done over the last four games, their only loss during that time was to Jenks, and Jenks is playing as well as anybody right now. So, uh, And that was a game, Broken Arrow, outplayed Jinx for the most part until the very end. So Broken Arrow, I think, is a very dangerous opponent for Union. And again, when you look at the playoff history, and these teams have met a lot in the playoffs. Union's usually won, but they've always bit. so many of them have been close games, and that second meeting often can be closer. And, you know, even though Broken Arrow lost by 21 earlier this year to Union, that's still like the third closest game Union's played. So it wasn't like Broken Arrow was routed. They've got to generate more offense, obviously, than they did the first time against Union. But I think Broken Arrow is certainly capable. And there's also the issue of the bye week, which I think we you want to get into that later. Um, but I think that could come into play here. Dean, what do you think?
2: Yeah, so this is just another one of those weeks, Barry, where it's pretty much 1A and 1B in terms of which game really is the game of the week. So uh, to me, I, I lean a little more... Jinx mustang. Um, you know when you just when you look at Jinx and what they've accomplished in the past couple weeks, you just you, I don't want to say destiny, but but they've really started to build up this um, there's this energy around that team. you know you beat you beat Bixby um, you come out and you you know they 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 killed Edmund North, uh, 68 to 14 this la- this past Friday. They've got all the intangibles. The team is getting healthy. It just feels like once again, almost in the. It, I don't want to put them in the same breath that I put Sepulpa in last week because we all saw how that worked out. Um, but Jinx just has that. They're getting healthy. They're they're hitting their stride at the right time. They're a dangerous team. But so is Mustang in the same in the same breath. You know when you've got Jacoby Johnson. Keegan Bass, Caden Jones. You've got all these great athletes over there in Mustang. Um and, and it just you just got this is just good team versus good team, just like your matchup, Barry. Good team versus good team. Uh, you can't go wrong with with following either one of these games this Friday.
1: I, I think it's very interesting that these two teams played in the semifinals last year, and it was a defensive slugfest yeah, where Jenks wound up winning 17 to 10. So I think there'll probably be more points scored this time, but again, this is a situation you never can tell. It's playoff time, and one thing about Mustang uh, and Coach Lee Blankenship, they've knocked off, they've come up with some big victories against East Side teams. So in the last few years, um, so I, this is going to be very interesting.
0: Just real quick, guys, on on both games, uh, BA Union and uh jinx mustang who who you picking in each game barry i'm gonna go with the
1: favorites union and jinx
2: now this is what got me last week patrick but i will say (laughs) you know what i'll I'll agree with barry i think you just got to go with the favorites right here um but any of these teams have a good chance i this is a coin flip through and through
0: Okay, so Barry, what about this bye week? This is the first year for a new rule that uh, district champs and six A have the first week, first playoff week off. You, you you find that very interesting, right? I find it very interesting,
1: and in how it's going to play out this week. I think for a team like Broken Arrow, especially a team that's doesn't a lot of the key players don't have all that much experience. Um, I think that's very helpful for a team like Broken Arrow, especially if you can go th- come through your playoff game unscathed with it, you know, not getting any injuries or any key injuries. Uh, I think that gives you momentum going into this week, I, as opposed to like if Broken Arrow was playing Union um, without ha- uh, going right from the regular season to the playoffs. Uh, I think Broken. That's going to be helpful for Broken Arrow to have played that playoff game last week and face a union team, which has had that week off. That could go either way for union. That could really either be a help for them, you know, getting rested up and maybe getting some players healthier, or sometimes you lose that momentum. And union obviously was playing very well when the season ended. Because you never can tell in these situations, no matter what level it is. High school, college pros. You know, when you're really rolling and then you have that bye week, sometimes you you know, when you come back from the bye week, you're still really good, but some or sometimes you're flat, or sometimes it takes you a while to get going. So I think in this case it could help broken arrow, but it's just going to be interesting to see how it plays out. Jenks and Mustangs sort of similar. You know, Jenks plays last week and they keep on they keep the momentum going, they keep rolling, where Mustangs had a week to sit around and uh you know, don't know how that's going to play out.
0: Yeah, guys, let's talk about what what non six a games are you most intrigued by, uh, Dean. Let's let's start with start with you. Non six a. What kind of matchups are you looking at? Let's see.
2: I got my list, think It's a good thing you asked me. Let me. Pull that up real quick. I I mean, there's a couple. I think when you get down into. You know, you said, "Oh, let's not talk five A. Let's talk six A. Or oh, let's not talk six A. Let's talk everything below." But there's some five A games in there. Um, I'm going to cheat a little bit. I'm not going to talk any side game. I'm going to start with a west side game. Uh, Carl Albert Dell City. I think that's going to be a great game, Barry. I don't know what you think of that, but that's one I'm 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 really looking looking forward to. Um, in terms of just sticking with with our side of the state, I'm interested to see what a uh, Oh, uh, you, you said no, 6A, so I'm, so I'm not going to say Booger T, uh, although that game does very much intrigue me. If my computer would load, I could be able to tell you everything. How would you flip over to Barry come back to me? Yeah, you're kind of – we're kind of losing the connection
0: a little bit.
2: Dean, you with us? You guys hear me? Yes, sir. Sorry about that. I don't know what's going on over here. Um, Wagner-Tuttle, that was the other game I'm really looking forward to. Um, Down there in Class 4A, that's one I think we really got to pay attention to. Uh, Guthrie at Grove, another one I really like, just just in terms of – how about Guthrie, Barry, shutting down Elgin, and now they've got to go – they're going to go play – go play another run-heavy team in Grove. Not – no, I'm not saying – I'm not saying for all the Grove people. I'm not saying that it's going to be a close game, but I'm going to say it's an interesting game.
1: Oh, it is an interesting game, very much so. And some of the games that I'm looking at, um, 5A, McGinnis at Coweta. Uh, you know, McGinnis is a team that they know what it's like to get to the state championship game. They've been to a lot of them in the last few years. And uh, Coweta's looking to get over the hump. Coweta's passed every mm-hmm. test with flying colors this year. And can they do it again? Can they get past one of these perennial powers in the quarterfinals and get to the semifinals? So, that you know, it's the history in the tradition of these teams. And can Kawita get have the mindset that um, they're not going to be stopped this year? Um, so, that's very interesting because McGinnis has been in this situation so many times and won. Can Kawita finally get that win over one of those Western powers and get into the semifinals? So that's very interesting. Then we've got a battle in 3A between city teams located only a few miles from each other, Hall and Metro Christian. I think that's just going to be a super fun game. Uh, you've got Cash's Blue Swarm defense, trying to stop Metro quarterback Kirk Francis in his offense. Uh, Of course, Metro's won a couple of state titles in recent years, in 19 and 20. Casha Hall was such a great tradition. Um, They're looking to uh, get back uh, to winning the gold ball, which um, Joe Medina's won four of as Casha Hall's coach. So that's a very intriguing matchup to me.
0: Barry, uh, which game? are you going to be at VA Union Friday?
1: Yes, I will. And it'll also be interesting looking at the forecast. It's going to be – it seems like it's going to be as cold as it was last Friday. <laughs> so I don't know what that means exactly, except that I'm being glad that i be at a game which has a warm press box.
0: <laughs> yeah, I was on the sidelines at Rejoice, and it was – it was 40 and windy and
2: extremely cold. Uh, Dean, where are you going to be Friday? I'm going to be uh, well, I'll be doing Jinx Mustang, uh, our other big game of the week down there in uh, the west side of the state. Hopefully it doesn't snow like it was uh, the last Friday on, on the west side. Uh, that Midwest City game looked crazy against Piedmont.
1: Well, that was cool to watch, at least on video. Uh, it may be to play in it as long as you don't have ice so just that was sort of that was sort of neat when I saw the video of that.
0: <laughs> yeah it was one of those things where I, I saw that video and wasn't sure if I, if it was in our state or not like I, I was like is that here <laughs> like it was yeah it was pretty crazy. All right guys uh, unless there's something else you want to get into uh, how about we go to some final thoughts?
1: All right. Uh, my final thought is, well, kudos to the OSSA. Finally, finally this year, they have, um, for the early round playoff games, Well, um, they have put in an automatic 7 p.m. start time. Now, the reason I say this is a big deal, yes, this is a big deal, because in previous years, even though most teams have been playing at 7 o'clock for quite a few years, the OSSA kept on defaulting and giving 7.30 start times for the early round games, which just caused total confusion because when the pairings came out, even though teams ultimately could agree to move it to 7, it was still a lot of extra work and confusion. So a lot of times there was so much confusion for so long a time about teams you know, thinking, hey, we're going to be playing at 7.30 because that's what it said on the OSSA bracket initially. Uh, So thank goodness the OSSA finally this year defaulted to 7 p.m. start times. And I think last week we had 88 playoff games and only five of them moved off of 7 to 7.30. So that just showed you this was long overdue. So congratulations to the OSSA. Thank you for moving those games to defaulting to 7 p.m.
2: start times. Dean, final thoughts? Yeah, so I think uh, final thoughts. I'm just going to give a give a shout out to the community of Grove, Oklahoma. Uh, it turns out we've got a pretty big uh, audience down there. I had quite a few people come up to me and, and say they liked listening to the podcast and they're big fans. Um, you know, I, I, they had some fun at my expense after I said uh Grove's Pope was going to be a close game. Uh, they 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 wanted to know if I was a believer after Grove won seventy to twenty eight. Uh, I said I was after Emmanuel Crawford rushed for six touchdowns. They had some fun at my expense. Uh, I think all in good taste, hopefully all in good taste. Uh, But a very hospitable group, very friendly crowd. Um, So I just want to give a quick shout out to them.
0: Well, and I'll I'll add to that a little bit, Dean. I I was with a couple of uh, folks from Grove on Saturday night, and they did mention our picks, and uh, they were were paying attention. Luckily, I picked them – to win. So they were they, I was in their good graces for at least one week. So uh anyway, great stuff, guys. Uh, appreciate the knowledge as always, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. Have a great week. Stay warm and uh we'll all catch up next week and break down more playoffs.